Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's going on and welcome into the Thursday edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson. We had a great podcast yesterday with Saints and Pelicans owner Gail Benson. And joining me today, another very special guest. It's Pelicans Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations, David Griffin. Hello, David. How are you holding up? Really well, Daniel. Thank you very much. And hope you guys are doing well as well. We're doing okay, David. And, and so far, you know, everyone's getting adjusted to this new norm of working from home. And I know it's different for everyone. Um, but how has it been for you working from home from a basketball operations standpoint, you know, balancing family and work? How's that been going so far for you? You know, not bad, actually. So the league just closed the practice facilities last Thursday, I believe it was. Uh, and until then, we had had a really good situation in place with our guys. We had incredible turnout, um, all the voluntary workouts that we were doing. We were able to do one player per basket, one coach per basket. Aaron Nelson and Tom Maystad and their staff were doing a great job in the training room and in the weight room with Jason Summerlin and Stan Williams and we were really fortunate that we had good turnout and the, the structure of the, the situation, the flow in the building was really good. And then when the league shut everything down on Thursday, it sort of changed things for us rather abruptly. So I guess I would say I haven't had to really learn a new normal yet. Um, but uh, things are coming along very well, and I think our guys are in a great space. We've checked in with them daily, and all 17 of our players that were in town yesterday reported they were doing well, so that's good. Absolutely. Great to hear you preach family all the time. You know, we go into the facilities and you interact with so many people. I know that must be tough. So how have you, how has it been communicating with your quote unquote family through phone and email and through video conferencing? Good, good. We've been really fortunate. My, uh, my mom is in Phoenix. My, uh, my father and his uh, second wife are in Phoenix. So um, I'm able to keep up with them by phone, and it's it's been good in terms of the timing of all of this. So we've been blessed. I, I really can't complain about anything. So as far as your communication with players, is it just about checking in, just making sure they're okay? How has that been as far as making sure everyone with the Pelicans organization is good and being taken care of? Good. I think from a basketball operations perspective, we've been able to stay pretty close together. Uh, we have various different channels on Slack that we use and things that we've got built into text groups and things of that nature. And 
Uh, Jenna Rosen, who is our clinical psychologist, we brought in to be in charge of uh, player wellness this uh, previous offseason. She's been really central to all of that for us from a staff standpoint. Uh, gets together twice a day with everybody to do mindfulness and meditation, and we, we'd be lost without Jenna in that space for sure. Now, I know it's not basketball 24-7, so you are at home, as everyone here in New Orleans and the city of, state of Louisiana is, is told to stay home. So how do you keep yourself and your family occupied during this time? What are some of the things besides, you know, keeping up with your team that you like to do to, to enjoy yourself? Well, family game night's certainly been something we do. I, I have to say that my wife, Meredith, is so competitive. That's not always a whole lot of fun, uh, but that's been part of the plan. Um, we've been fortunate we're able to go to the park with our dog and, and spend time doing that and read books and get caught up on some basketball games and some things we wanted to see previously as well, so that's good. What kind of board games are we playing? What's the What's the most competitive board game that you all are playing right now? Well, the most competitive game that we play is Monopoly, but that's only competitive because I'm not allowed to buy yellows or the railroads. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> those, those belong to Meredith, apparently. No, nobody else can have those. So um, it, it's been fun to kind of navigate that whole experience. And again, there's lots of different things you can get caught up with from a binge viewing standpoint as well. And Meredith and I are big voice fans, so we got caught up on the season to this point so far as well. I was about to say, I was going to go to the shows or movies. Which ones do you kind of watch right now? You know, you mentioned The Voice. Are there any movies that you're trying to catch up on or any shows that you're binging right now that maybe some other people that are listening to this podcast may start based on what you guys are watching? No, I'm not going to be really useful to anybody from a binge-watching <laughs> standpoint. But I can tell you we've done some movies, nothing I would really recommend. I, I am proud to say that we made it through all three hours and 40 minutes or whatever it is of The Irishman. Um, but other than that, I, ca I can't give a lot of recommendations right now based on what we've seen. We've, we've, we've watched an awful lot of passing-the-time type shows. What, what about books? I know you, you're a big uh, guy that likes to read books. Are there any books that are worth recommending? Because I know a lot of people have plenty of time here. Another thing that you all have been able to do, and I think the Pelicans and Fox Sports New Orleans, and you guys have done a great job, even the digital team is these Pelicans playbacks. And I have enjoyed them not only just rewatching some of these games, but also um, the thing that you appeared on with with Jen with Pelicans playback and, and Trajan Langdon and Swin Cash last night. What's been the best part of just being able to do that and kind of relive some of the, the greater moments of this season for you guys? Well, I think so far the, the games we've done have been interesting because I probably wouldn't have selected them as the games that we would have replayed because they weren't moments that stood out to me. And what ended up happening was I've, I've watched those now and realized all the incredible things that happened at that point, particularly once we hit the Christmas, Christmas trip. That road trip really changed everything for us from a basketball perspective. We had a level of buy-in and connectedness uh, beholdenness to one another on the part of the players that was really evident. So going back to that Christmas Day game against Denver, by way of example, was really revealing in that way. Uh, the game we played that Trajan did the pregame show against the Pacers, that was a really, really complete effort on our part. And while it was a strange game to, to use because it was a 20-point blowout in the fourth quarter, it showed an awful lot of where we had grown in the improvements we had made. So it's been fun for me because it hasn't just been about pick highlights or big statistical moments, but it's been real landmark games that were sort of uh, 
watershed moments for our development of the team. Has that been encouraging for you when watching these games as far as this team, it feels like, has won in so many different ways, whether it's come from behind wins, whether it's game-winning shots, whether it's being shorthanded, whether it's, you know, so many things, blowout wins. Has it been encouraging to see that your team, being such a young team, has found so many different ways to win ball games this season? Well, I think the thing that was really encouraging about our group was we were really tight-knit throughout the season, even when we weren't able to get over the hump even when we went through a very long losing streak, the guys stayed together. They weren't pointing fingers and blaming each other. And I think that's one of the things that when you're struggling as a team, your character on the whole is going to reveal itself in adversity. And I I was really pleased with our character when adversity hit, how we dealt with it, how we decided to bond together and come together and play for each other. And once we got healthy and had the ability to, put a representative lineup out there and our coaches were able to have the room protection they needed when Derek Favors came back by way of example, things changed pretty dramatically. And because we have such good character and players that want to be about each other, when the snowball starts to move in a positive direction, it moves very quickly. And unfortunately we were in a situation in the beginning of the year where we really didn't have enough veteran presence and leadership opposite JJ Redick from a vocal standpoint to really be the dam as you as it were to keep it from going overly negative and once all the injuries hit then there was nothing drew and jj could do so it was tough from an injury perspective early on and i'm just proud of the way we bounced back and speaking of jj you know we're putting together radio highlights and some of our, our re-airing of games on our, our flagship station and you know we're coming up on the kings one that we'll rebroadcast this week in the jj reddit game winner um, with a little floater there underneath the underneath floater from JJ. Is there a favorite game for you so far, or one you're looking forward to watching, or just because there are so many great moments that you, it's really hard to kind of pick one? No, you know, I don't think there is one for me that stands out as being better than another. Uh, there are some wins that you look at and think those are those are impressive wins. But for the most part, I, I look at our season and I just see such constant growth. And, and that's the thing that excites me the most is that as we've learned how to integrate Zion into the, the flow of the offense and as he's gotten in better shape and as he started to sort of find himself, the way we're all working together and seamlessly working with a ball-dominant presence that good says an awful lot about Lonzo and about Brandon Ingram and Drew Holiday and what their mindset is. You know, they're about the right things. And I think because of that, we've been able to progress rather quickly. So it certainly makes you hope that when we do come back, and I believe that will happen, uh, that we can pick up where we left off because the image that we've created for ourselves of late is certainly the image we wanted fans to be left with. It's it's what we wanted people to, to think of us as. And we wanted to play meaningful games in March and April. And now, unfortunately, because of what's happened in, in this horrific pandemic, I, I think we'll probably end up playing meaningful games in June and July. And that's, that's okay too. We just, we want to leave people with the right impression of who we are. And certainly I think Josh Hart's been a big part of that as well. He's, he's showing the level of, of desire and passion on both sides of the ball that matters for us. And it's sort of leading us emotionally in that way. Well, we're very lucky to have such great guys on and off the court and, and lucky to have you as our leader, David, through this tough time whether you're interacting on Twitter, on Pelicans playback, it's been certainly fun to relive some of these games as we move forward here and kind of, you know, take the time to kind of, you know, 
I guess, reflect on some of the things going on right now. Um, David, I really appreciate your time today, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, Daniel. Enjoyed it. Great stuff there from David Griffin. Of course, we're not done just yet. We'll cap off the week with another Pelicans podcast. Todd Graffinini chats with Fox Sports New Orleans sideline reporter Jen Hale. Jen's been doing a great job with the Pelicans playbacks before the re-airing of broadcast on Fox Sports New Orleans. And that will happen once again on Friday night. Joel Myers will join Pelicans playback, the television voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. And then they'll break down the Pelicans versus Jazz, their overtime win on January 16th. You don't want to miss that. And you don't want to miss tomorrow's podcast with Todd Graffnini and Jen Hale, as we'll cap off the week with those two. And then we'll start off the next week with Pelicans and Saints president Dennis Lausha, and we'll continue on from there. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And until tomorrow, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek.